One, two, is this on? Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H. Episode 3, September 2nd, 2017, Labor Day weekend, kind of a chilly past couple days in Michigan. I'm loving the weather. Uh, This weather completely benefits me because now I'm able to wear sweatpants and hoodies and sweatshirts and things to cover up my continuously growing body um, and weight gain. So I'm feeling confident and sexy. Uh, right now as the weather starts to get cooler and uh, hopefully you are too Um, as I continue to shove I have been eating so much fast food lately and I've just been eating so poorly I'm not doing good guys not doing well Uh, but anyways you are listening to uh, Jake is the worst uh, and I am Jake Von Eric Again, episode three, the podcast now on iTunes. Um, You can subscribe to it there. Uh, Go right on your phone. uh, Search Jake is the Worst or or Jake uh, Von Eric, I believe. Um, But Jake is the Worst. It should pop right up. You can subscribe. You can listen to the other two episodes um, if you haven't. Uh, So I would appreciate that. Uh, If you know uh, anyone who you think might like the podcast, let them know. Um, obviously it's kind of a wide range of topics, sometimes a focus on sports, um, and I'm sure it will grow and I'll go in other directions as well. So, um, wherever it takes me that said, want to get back to the eating fast food thing. Yeah. Yesterday uh, I was getting into my car, uh, you know, after a week of work and everything else and, uh, the weekend's getting ready to start and I'm like, I better clear this out. I pulled like five fast food bags out of my car and two drink cups and then had to make like this walk of shame to the dumpster at my apartment complex and there were some people out there and I tried like crush crushing all the bags together so it looks like it's like maybe just two larger bags so they didn't think I was a complete uh, degenerate who's been eating Wendy's and Taco Bell and McDonald's breakfast etc all week Um, but I got to reel that in Uh, I've been saying that for 30 some years. So we'll see how that goes. Um, as I ate an Italian beef sandwich yesterday, um, phenomenal, um, from this food truck locally here in Michigan. And then the day before crushed some Buffalo wild wings, which I used to eat Buffalo wild wings, my God, at least once a week, at least. Uh, and I've probably only been had Buffalo wild wings probably three, four times in the last, I don't know, all year. Probably maybe five, five, five times all year. I mean, that's that's a pretty big change. So give me some credit there. Uh, the scale's not giving me any credit. Uh, so obviously I'm not not doing so hot uh, with some of the other stuff. Not eating a lot of kale. I can tell you that much. But anyways, so Labor Day weekend, a chance to unwind, relax, um, clean, whatever. Um, a time not to work, hopefully, for, for most of you, if not all, or a good portion. Uh, I definitely will not be. So uh, the big topic, of course, in Metro Detroit sports and in sports in general is Matthew Stafford's contract that he just signed, a five-year extension with the Detroit Lions, uh, $27 mil a year. I believe $135 million is the, the math there uh, and the total of that contract. 
And a lot of people, I mean, there's, there's two kind of real ways people feel about this. Either, why would they do that? Why would you pay him that much money? He is a one this, and it's the same song and dance. He hasn't won a playoff game. He's his winning record, uh, or his record against winning teams is he's barely beat anybody good. Oh, God, it's just tired. Um, look, Matthew Stafford is polarizing. Uh, he has had success in the NFL. He's a good quarterback. The Lions uh, are better off with Matthew Stafford than they've been without him. Um, this is the best the Lions have been in a, a long time, uh, you know, over the course of, I guess, six years. I mean, the, the franchise was, you know, was it was horrible. And, and they're still, in the grand scheme of things, one of the worst franchises in, in pro sports. But they've had three playoff appearances. They have not won a playoff game in, in the last six years. Stafford's been with the team for eight those first two years. Some injuries, of course, and, and then a rookie season. Um, you know, they still count, uh, you know, for his record book. And, and uh, But he's the best Lions quarterback of all time. Uh, the numbers show it. They're there. Yes, he needs to win a playoff game, but nobody on this team or nobody this fr- franchise has won one playoff game in in sixty years almost. So, yeah, Stafford is on the clock, and it's time. And you know, it was time, but he needs better things around him. He needs better players around him. He needs a better franchise around him. And I think they're slowly getting there. Um, you know, in his defense, um, with the team struggles and success, he has never had. A great coach. Uh, I think Jim Caldwell is a good coach, um, and I think he's a, a a good guy to have with this team right now. And you know, we'll see how they fare this year. And I, I think if they don't do well, then Caldwell's got to be out. But uh, Bob Quinn now running the the team, uh, the general manager is showing a, a lot of. He's just showing that he's getting things done, and it appears to be the right way. We still need to see the results, and he needs time to do that and and to prove those results. So, you know that uh, someone taking over that team it does take a little while. So we are in year two of Bob Quinn running the show, and his biggest move so far is signing Matthew Stafford to this contract extension, showing uh, Lions fans, showing Matthew Stafford that they are committed to him, showing Lions players, showing the NFL that they are committed to their guy, they will take care of their guy, they are keeping their guy, and he is their guy. And, you know, you can make comparisons to Tom Brady. You can make comparisons to Aaron Rodgers. Those are the best two quarterbacks in the league, one of them the best quarterback of all time, uh, and the other one, Aaron Rodgers, going to be up there, uh, you know, and already is, uh, you know, in, in those lists of, you know, top ever to play the position. Matthew Stafford's not, okay? So we can make comparisons and we can say, well, look at what they've done and they make less than him. Well, Matthew Stafford signed his contract now, so Matthew Stafford gets the highest contract. Um, as the market value for quarterbacks increases. Someone else will be paid more than Matthew Stafford next summer. That's a quarterback and uh, maybe even a couple guys. So quarterbacks get paid the most money. So Matthew Stafford, there you have it, making the most money. Uh, He was a free agent at the right time. Or not a free agent, excuse me, but he was up for this extension at the right time. And um, it worked out in his favor. 
And it worked out in the Lions' favor because they Stafford's going to be a Lion for life more than likely. Uh, and I'm very happy with that. And you can try to say that you think they should go in another direction, but the time is now. And uh, the time is is now to win. Uh, you can win with Matthew Stafford. Will you win a Super Bowl? I have no idea. But in order for Matthew Stafford to win a Super Bowl, he's going to need a running game. Okay, He's going to need a good line. He's going to need a good defense. He's going to need good players around him. Okay, He has played with Calvin Johnson, yes. But Matthew Stafford was better last year um, than we may have ever seen him. Obviously, he had that one year with a really gaudy... Uh, high, you know, numbers, the 5,000 yards, 41 touchdowns. Um, if you look back at that year, that was the lockout season. Somebody had said this before I had heard. I don't know who. I can't remember. But teams figured Matthew Stafford out, um, you know, midway through that season because they had all figured themselves out. They had all played back into shape. They didn't have the training camps that they were uh, accustomed to with that lockout year. So Stafford came out rolling at first and then, of course, slowed down once teams kind of played themselves, you know, into where they were heading uh, as a team, you know, kind of played themselves back into shape and, and, you know, got their systems and everything figured out. Uh, And, of course, figured out Matthew Stafford. And I always thought that was a good argument against Stafford and that season. Uh, But if you look at the mean, you take his worst season away, you take his best season away. Uh, Stafford's a good quarterback. Is he top 10? You can make that argument. Um, Is he top 15? Absolutely. Um, And there's going to be days where he is a top five quarterback. And I I think he has the ability to be that. Um, And, you know, it's year nine now. Okay. Uh, It's time to do something. It's time to win a playoff game. That's the next step for him. Um, and I think he can do that. I think the Lions are a better team than they were. I think they're much better ran. I think there's a lot more stability. The organization is moving in the right direction. And you want to do that with Matthew Stafford. You want to do that with a quarterback that you believe in, that you can trust, and you can. Matthew Stafford has the ability to win a Super Bowl, to be uh, a leader of a team that is a Super Bowl championship team. Yes, but you're going to need other parts. This is not a singular sport, and I think the Lions are doing some of the right things there. And you got to hope that Amir Abdullah will stay healthy, Theo Riddick can stay healthy, and that they have a running game. The Lions have never had, have not had a running game since Barry Sanders retired. You want to give the James Stewart one season uh, a thumbs up? Absolutely. You want to give it was it Kevin Jones or Kevin Smith? Uh, they had one, and, and and Reggie Bush. But come on. This team has not had a legit running game. Look at the guys that were rushing the ball last year. Uh, you know, God bless Zach Zenner, but come on. Uh, you know, but hopefully they can stay healthy. Hopefully the line can stay healthy. Hopefully, uh, you know, TJ Lang will make a big impact. Uh, I, I like that signing. And I'm excited for what the Lions are going to do this year. Matthew Stafford is making money, um, but. He's one of the top guys in football, and you know he's a, he's a a good good quarterback, um, and has the potential to be great. Um, he was in the MVP conversation last year, and he won. I mean, the Lions were nine and seven, and he won a lot of those games for them in those final seconds. And you can 
pinpoint things and say his numbers weren't, you know, he didn't have four touchdowns at 400 yards. Who cares? He won the games. He showed leadership. He is the leader of this team. And last year, I, I thought he played his best football. He looked like a leader. He looked the part. Um, he was a leader. He led them down in those games to win them. Um, and, you know, in those last few games, yeah, they, they struggled, okay? They, they lost those last three games against tough opponents, um, a difficult schedule, part, you know, part of the schedule there. Um, and it was time for him to step up. It was time for the Lions to step up, and they didn't. But Matthew Stafford, and I'm not making an excuse, but it is true, the dude hurt his hand, his throwing hand, and, he, you know, the finger was hurt. And that's when he started to kind of, fade and the team faded a little bit and, and fell apart in the end. Um, you know, is that the sole reason? No, probably not. Of course not. But it definitely plays a part. And prior to that injury, prior to them falling apart, Matthew Stafford was in the MVP conversation. So with that said, it warrants the contract, whether you like it or not. Um, believe in Stafford. I mean, I, I heard, you know, some of these people on, online and I mean, Rob Parker, geez, come on, man saying they'd be better off with Colin Kaepernick. I mean, is that where you're taking this? This is what you're trying to pull? I mean, look, Colin Kaepernick uh, is good enough to be on an NFL roster. I'm sure at some point he will, um, but he's not a starting quarterback um, or not a starting quarterback you'd want. Obviously, he's capable of starting in the league, but, like, stop do not compare him to Matt Stafford. All right, you just and 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 just trying to throw that little part of the story in there. I mean, come on, can you go in another direction? Um, so I'm happy, Stafford, lying for life, um, and uh, he's going to to have a good year. I think a really good year, and uh, I'm glad that's out of the way. That distractions out of the way. They can focus on winning. They can focus on, on coming out, surprising people. Um, obviously, I think Vegas has them pegged at like eight and a half wins, I, I believe. Um, I see them going over that. Uh, I do believe in this team. And obviously, I say that I think every year because I'm an asshole and uh, I buy into it and I'm a fanboy and a homer. Um, but... You know, there's always that fake optimism with football. Everybody thinks they have a chance at the beginning of the year, and by week two or three, you're ready to trade everybody on your team, boycott the team forever, uh, and then they might reel off a couple games and you're back in. But Or they don't. And as with the Lions, a lot of times they don't. Uh, but this is a time when you look at the pieces, the people in the organization that you have positivity. And I think you feel good about the direction of the organization. And that has not been the case uh, in a very long, long time with this franchise. So if anything, look at that, look at that. There's some stability here. Um, and Stafford is, is, is a good guy in the community. He's a damn good player. Um, and I think he has a chance to to do bigger things as the talent and and leader, you know, people around him, leadership or the, you know, the coaching and, and organization improves around him. Uh, you know, Stafford is a guy, if you want to say he shouldn't be a lion, if he went somewhere else and he went to, uh, you know, a, a pretty good team with uh, some stability and a good culture, he'd crush it. OK, so let him do that here. 
let, let's, let's try to put all those pieces together uh, and do it with him. So that said, proud, proud, proud to say Stafford's a lion, happy to say Stafford's a lion. And if you're doubting him, just watch. Let's see what happens. Um, and that's, that's all we can do. And I think the Lions, maybe they're going to go to the Super Bowl, baby. Why not? Why not the Lions? Um, so with that said, uh, football, I got a fantasy football draft tomorrow. There's nothing more nauseating than hearing someone talk about their fantasy football team. Um, I really, you know, have not looked anything up or done much research on the topic. I just did a little mock draft to see like who the heck goes where and who are some of these names. Um, I just am not into it like I was. It, it's fun to do. I felt like I was backing out of the league I was in. Uh, excuse me, with some guys I work with, uh, and I kind of didn't tell them that I didn't plan on doing it. So I'm like, if you guys need me, I'll do this year, and then this will be it. Um, I'm kind of over fantasy sports as a whole. I like the idea, and I know it's like scratching a lottery ticket and you're not going to win. I'd rather put a couple hundred bucks into just playing FanDuel throughout the season or, or one of those uh, daily fantasy sports. Um and see about just trying to win big money or, you know, get lucky one day, um, rather than putting 300 bucks into two or three, you know, two basketball teams and a football team, and then just hating myself all year and having nothing to show for it, um, and hating the players on my team, not being able to do trades, you know, it, it just, it feels different. I don't, people, you know, you're in your mid-30s now, people don't talk trash on the message boards, it's just not as fun, it's just different. Um, so I think I'd rather just do that. And that's how I feel about fantasy sports kind of at this point in time, but I'm going to do the football league in one more year. And, uh, I don't know. I have no idea what I'm going to do here. I'm sure my team's going to suck. Uh, and I still have to like look up and see who's where, who's on where on the depth chart. And I don't know. I'm probably just going to try to draft, uh, I was just going to say, I'm probably just going to try to draft Aaron Rodgers. Um, no, I'm going to draft Stafford. All in on Stafford. Uh, I just want to protect myself there. But, I mean, come on. Rodgers is the man. So, that's it. That's all I'm going to talk about fantasy. Sorry for even even going there. Um, I'm not going to get into the specifics of my draft strategy because I have none. Um, uh, Mayweather, McGregor. I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, I, will, I will say, like, two things on it. One, uh, I was fortunate to watch it. We had to go to a wedding uh, a couple hours away uh, on that day. So I was bummed because, uh, you know, I wanted to watch the fight and not go to a wedding necessarily. But I was able to do both, and it worked out perfectly. Uh, good time at the wedding and left early enough to, to see the fight, get, get to a place to see the fight. Did not have to pay to watch the fight. Uh, which is ideal because there was no way I was going to give Floyd Mayweather uh, a dollar. Um, and it disgusts me that people support him and, oh, the goat and the champ and he's the man. You know, it's like, dude, do a little Google researching. And, and if you can support that dude um, after all the allegations and, and issues he's had with uh, domestic violence, uh, you need to recheck your priorities. And it, it, look, it's cool to watch his fight if you want. Um, you know, sometimes you have to make that uncomfortable disassociation with that. But if you're rooting for him and, uh, you know, I I rooted for him to get his ass kicked, I knew he wouldn't. Um, so, 
but I was able to watch it for free, and I was happy about that. I'm not telling you how I was able to watch it for free, but I was able to watch it for free and not give Floyd a dollar. Um, the other thing I will say about that fight is more just like the people. It's funny when there's like a big fight like that, and you know, people all get together. I mean, I'm the first person to tell you, like, I'm not a fighter. Not, don't really have a record or history of throwing punches or being a tough guy uh, by any means. And I'm proud and I'm comfortable with that. Uh, I'm not a, a barbaric asshole uh, type person. Um, you know, nothing wrong with a good stone cold stunner. Uh, but that's about it for me. But it's funny when you watch it with people or hear people talk about it. And everyone that's got these like really intense opinions about it and, oh, he's got to do this or he's got to do that. And he, like, what do you really know about boxing? Okay. I understand. Like you could talk football, you could talk basketball. And even then, like we're all, I mean, even me, I, you know, with basketball, like I'm not a basketball player. I was not good at basketball. I was terrible at basketball, but I watch a lot of the game and I, you know, I, I have a very good understanding of it and the history um, but even then, sometimes I sound ridiculous probably when I talk basketball. Um, but with boxing, it's so like, look, some of, some people out there obviously pay a lot of attention to boxing, but with matches like this, it just brings everybody in like kind of like the world cup style where like nobody really watches until the big thing happens. Um, you know, and the big fights happen. And it's just funny to hear people and these guys get all like ramped up and machoed up and talking about like fight strategy and about how he's weak and this and that. And it's just like, dude, how many punches have you even thrown in your life? <laughs> it's I, I just think it, it's a funny thing to me to hear people talk boxing and like the aggression that they get or the the machismo, so to say. I, I find it funny how like just I don't know. Now I'm rambling, but I, I hope you get what I'm saying is the people that you're sitting around watching this fight with probably have never been in a real fight in their life. Um, and yeah, maybe maybe one with a brother uh, or two, but come on. It's just, it's so funny to listen to people. It's like, just tune them out. Like, look, let, just shut up. Let's watch the fight. You don't need to tell me anything about what's going to happen. Let's just see what happens. Uh, you know, most of the punches that any of you have ever thrown in your life are going to be with a Nintendo controller in your hand playing Mike Tyson's punch out. So, um, but anyways, that's all I have to say about that. Um, I don't know what the hell else to talk about right now, but I wanted to get a podcast out because it had been... Over two weeks, you know, I, I, I tried recording one the other day and then it kind of, I don't know, it, it was probably better than whatever I'm doing right now. Um, and then I, I just had been busy the last two weeks, um, so I wasn't able to uh, to put one together. And I keep saying I want to do it weekly. I promise I'm going to figure that out. Um, you know, I'm not that busy, okay? I, I look, I, I should sometimes have, to, you know, come home and just podcast rather than jerking off. But things happen, man. Things get in the way. But uh, Labor Day weekend, trying to think of something to talk about. Uh, I'm going to tell a story. I'm going to tell a story about the time that I was almost kidnapped. And I think a lot of people know this story, but I'm going to tell it anyways. So I was like, probably 
12 or 13, probably 13, I think, in like 8th grade. 7th or 8th grade. Probably 8th grade. 8th grade. Going with 8th grade. And I, uh, there's a plaza by our house. And in the plaza, there was like a Target. There was a toy store. There was a grocery store, bookstore, um, you know, shopping plaza. So my mom would like drop me off if she had to run to the grocery store or Target sometimes. And this is before I became a huge fan of Target. Like, I mean, I liked going, but not like I like going now. Because uh, obviously Target's like, going to Target is better than going to like a beach. It's just filled with with chicks, man. And they're all in like leggings or shorts in the summer or just their leggings and their butt cakes, you know, just shaking everywhere. And they're just, there's so many hot chicks at Target and it's so enjoyable. Many of the, of the, the MILF uh, category and but Target's just loaded with babes. It's a cool place to just hang out, walk around. Sundays at Target just make me happy. Um, I walk around, I look at wrestling figures, I look at babes, and then I buy like deodorant and shower gel, and then somehow it always turns out every time you go to Target that you spend 50 bucks. Um, but anyways, back to the story. So my mom and sister, my little sister, were went to Target, and I was like, "Take, I want to go to the toy store and the bookstore. So I went to the toy store because I was looking for starting lineup basketball figures, and they were those little action figures uh, you know, of your favorite players. And they made, you know, one of each top player from every team or something. And the one I was looking for from the new series at that time was Michael Finley, who's one of my favorite basketball players. Um, and at that time definitely was like top two or three, you know, I just, I wanted Michael Finley, everything, cards, jerseys, um, you know, and when I found out they made his Dallas Mavericks figure, uh, I was like, oh, I need that. Like, I love Michael Finley. So I'm walking around. I'm looking for it in the toy store. I see they got a couple starting lineups, but they didn't have Michael Finley. Um, and I, I had been looking for him for probably a month or so. And I still hadn't found him, but, like, the other guys from the set were there. So I start talking. There's this guy, and I was always, even young, like, just very talkative and... Uh, you know, could just pick up a conversation with an adult or whomever. Um, especially, like, if they were interested in the stuff I was into, like sports or, you know, I just go on and on and on. So he starts talking to me or I start, start talking to him. And he's like, yeah, you know, like he's, like he's a collector of these starting lineups. And, you know, there's, like, in the last podcast, I talked about, like, the sports card and memorabilia show. So, you know, a lot of guys would... You know, go buy them and sell them, resell them at card shows and stuff and get the hard to find ones. So he's talking to me, you know, and he would like was telling me, oh, yeah, I, I got the I got the Michael Finley. I'm like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, and he said he picked it up. Now, looking back, I'm trying to think if he actually knew who Michael Finley was. Uh or if I was just leading this conversation with this guy, because I don't remember. So talking to him and, you know, all I can remember is him saying he had like a bunch of these starting lineups that he had went and got at other toy stores and, you know, loaded up. And I was like, oh, man, I'd really like that Michael Finley. 
And I don't remember how the conversation really went. I just know that he had a Michael Finley. It was in his car because he got it at another toy store. So I guess I was going to buy it off him. I don't really know. But I walked out of the store, toy store with this guy, KB Toy Works at 23 and Gratiot, Chesterfield, Michigan, no longer in business. It's actually a Buffalo Wild Wings now. So kind of badass, uh, you know turning back the hands of time and seeing how full circle how things have went uh but i'm walking into the parking lot with this guy and my mom pulls up in the van with my sister sees me i'm like halfway into the parking lot with this guy like heading towards his car or whatever probably a van and my mom starts screaming out the window totally embarrassing me embarrassing me in front of my new friend, this dude who's got the Michael Finley figure that I'm about to get, about to give him like eight or nine bucks for it, and everything's going to be cool. And I'm going to have my Michael Finley figure and a new friend that just has a bunch of starting lineups, obviously all the ones coincidentally that I'm looking for. So my mom's freaking out, yelling. I'm like, what? (laughs) Stupid ass kid. Mom, I'm just... And I don't remember anything else at that point except being pissed off, getting yelled at, and like, no, mom, and like trying to tell my mom that he had the figure. According to my mom, the dude booked it. Obviously, now later on in life, the dude like booked it to his car and just like started, just kept walking, kept moving, and got the hell out of there. It wasn't until probably like, four years ago that I thought about this story again and really realized that like, holy shit, I guess it took me until I was 30 years old to realize that that dude was probably didn't have a Michael Finley starting lineup, might not have known anything about basketball and, uh, just really liked me. Um, and you can look back on it and laugh, um, or at least I can, but, yeah, uh, did I wound up getting the Michael Finley later. Like I said, uh, my mom found it for me, so that's cool. Um, the, you know, the toy store is now a, a Buffalo Wild Wings, also cool. Don't know what that guy's up to. My mom did take me to the police station, I think, the next day to have me, like, talk to the cops. Um, I mean, I was old enough to probably know better at age 13, but I also, I guess I really thought that uh, I was in control, um, you know, three years later at 13, by, by 16, I was probably unkidnappable. I was, you know, almost six feet tall and 240 pounds. I don't think you'd want anything to do with me then. But back then, I was probably, you know, about five foot one, five two, five one, sexy buck 60, chubby. Um, but yeah. So, Michael Finley, great basketball player, underrated. I think we forget about how good he was. His starting lineup figure, cool, got it, happy. Um, And I'm still here today. But uh, thanks, Mom. I I hope you're not listening to this podcast, but thanks for saving me. You are my hero, and uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. getting me the Michael Finley figure later and making sure that guy did not have sex with me and kill me. Um, So on that note, 
uh, is this it for us this week? That uh, I feel like this one was just like, hey, got to get a podcast done, and you're probably not entertained. Or maybe you are. Um, I guess another thing, obviously, it goes without saying, but like the uh, the hurricane um, and everything in Houston and in Texas in general and everyone affected by Hurricane Harvey, it's terrible. Um, you know, I, I, anything I could do, I, I you know, give, I, I would to help people. Uh, but I don't have too much to give, fortunately. Um, that said... The the trend of celebrities like telling you what they donated is just so uncomfortable. And I think like the first one where it like started to get some like like who gives a shit, dude? Just help out. Use your voice and your reach to to make people help. And there there's two things there. Like Kevin Hart saying he donated twenty five thousand dollars to help. Like one, that's not even that much money. Like, for Kevin Hart, the dude makes, like, $30 million a year. He's worth, according to these websites that aren't that accurate, according to, you know, Artie Lang, uh, who says, his says $15 million, and they, they don't take into account he spent it all gambling. It's what he should be worth. Um, so who knows the Kevin Hart number, but it says, like, online, like, about $120 million, and that makes sense um, based on what you hear about what he makes and how he's, like, one of the highest-paid comedians. So he's worth 120 million and he donated 25 grand. It's not that big of like a donation and probably not big enough to like be like calling everybody else out. Um, especially in like the way he did, like name dropping people. Like maybe some people don't want to put their name with their donation or don't want it to be public. They just help out. And the other thing too with these celebrities, like go help. If you if you have the ability to go there and, and try to help or just uplift the people do that um, because, you know, you have fans, you have, you are someone that is admired and adored um, and you can uplift the spirits of those people, even just by being there, being a presence. And, you know, I mean, it's coming from a good place or it's a good thing that you're giving money. But when you're like vocalizing it and putting it out there, what you did or what you gave, it's not coming from a good place. You're kind of being a dickhead. Um, and the other thing, and then this is like the other side of the argument, is yes, I am embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed. I, like I don't watch their show or any of that shit. I just want to like see their boobs. But like I follow Kylie uh, Jenner and Kim Kardashian on Snapchat, and I really don't use Snapchat much at all, except for like a couple of chicks celebrity chicks I like follow them to like see their boobs and then I communicate with like my girlfriend sometimes on it to see her boobs but um and on like Instagram and I've not seen either of them and I might be wrong correct me if I'm wrong if you're a, a, a big time follower of them but I've not seen either of them say anything about the hurricane I do know that Kylie Cosmetics is having like a discount sale for Labor Day weekend she made sure to make point of that and I'm not saying they have to say and it's you know it's just the opposite of this argument that I just had with myself I'm not saying that they have to say what they donated or even say they donated, but they do have incredible power on social media, like it or not. Um, 
those chicks are our social media. The, the Kardashian empire is, I mean, who has more followers than them, like combined as a group, you know, and, and impact. They have an impact in society, whether you like it or not. And if they could just use their voices and that power and that platform to get people to vote or to get people to vote, Jesus Christ to get people to donate, to get people to help or do whatever they can, I think that would be cool. And look, those girls can't win. People either love them or they hate them. Um, And they're doing well, of course. And I like their boobs. Kylie's are awesome. She's great, at least when she's done it with makeup. I haven't seen her otherwise. So, And Kim is that attractive too. So, But, you know, I'm not a fan. I just like their boobs and their butts. and their faces, but, uh, and their vaginas maybe, but I haven't really, well, I've seen Kim's, but anyways, I don't know. It just, it's uncomfortable like that when you, you know, and do they have to do anything? No, but like, it's kind of a win for them. Like if they were to use their voice in that platform, but then someone would still say like, Oh, well screw them. How much they, how much did they donate? So with that said, uh, to everyone out there uh, affected by this, none of you are listening to this podcast. I, I know that. Uh, thinking about you, we all are. Um, and it, it's cool to see how people have really come together in this country uh, over the last week or so to help people out and, and do good things. And I, if, if there's one lesson from tragedies like this, it's that people are, some people are good people. And uh, there are good people in this world, and we do care about each other. Um, And uh, we do care about letting people know how much we donated, because we want to look good. It's about us. (laughs) That said, um, that's going to be it. Uh, Thanks for hanging in there for 38 minutes of this. Um, I don't know if there's anything else I want to talk about, and I'm not going to even go there. So I'll save it for the next podcast, um, so it'll be better. Hopefully. Uh, But thanks for tuning in. Episode three, Jake is the worst. Have a good weekend. Enjoy your Labor Day. Um, And uh, what else? Oh, feel free. If you have anything you want me to talk about, discuss, answer, uh, you can write me at jakeistheworst at gmail.com or at jakeistheworst on Twitter or at jakeistheworst on Instagram. That's it for episode three. I will uh, talk to you guys hopefully next week and not our per usual every two weeks. And hopefully we'll have a better show. All right. Have a good weekend. Suck it.